Remember the Times podcast. Welcome to Remember the Times podcast, a podcast where we remember the times of the past because remembering the times of the future isn't really a thing. Unless you are a time traveler, and if you are, we would like to talk to you. Hello. What's up? Hey. Good to see y'all. Good to see you. Good to be here. What y'all been up to? I'm always here, but... Same old, same old. School, work. Football yeah. games. Yeah, about the same. Same, just trying to keep a roof over my head. Huh. Do you guys need a new roof? No. I think it's still, you know, functional. That's good. Yep. So is everybody um, up on all the hype? Anybody been watching the Netflix show, Dahmer? Good night, man. I think the whole world is <laughs> gone nuts that we're celebrating. What is it? 40, 40 years of Jeffrey Dahmer. It's it's all these all these events, you know, seventy five years of Gone with the Wind, or you know, fifty years of Smoking the Bandit. But oh, we got to celebrate the forty years of Jeffrey Dahmer. Like, why? Why are we? So why are we all back over whenever, this? um, like I guess it must have been whenever he was either convicted or when he passed away. Like soon after, there was a book that had came out, and I read the book in its entirety, and it was pretty like, ugh, what in the world, you know? Smoking the Bandit is so much more fun, though. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt. Yeah. No doubt. But what? the information, and I think it, you know, the longer it's been out, the more information that has come out about it. But what makes it so popular right now? Is it because it's Halloween coming up? Is that the fascination and the, the timing of this thing? Or, I mean, there's all these podcasts that are uh, true crime. Is it just in us to be that curious about that sort of thing? Well, with social media and with any of the media information out there, I think it's more prevalent that we hear it than what it was back whenever it happened. I mean... You, you would watch the news at 6 o'clock or whatever, and maybe 11, but that was it. You didn't have all the stuff that we have now. I mean, you can hop on the internet and find anything out. Yeah, but that stuff's out there. But, you know, it takes one movie for everybody to be... Well, the Netflix series right. came out. Which, actually, that's not the first net Netflix series. No, there's, there's like... There's more out there that has been on Netflix. Yeah. There's tons of them. There was like a little documentary series or whatever as well. So, Have y'all seen the series? I have not watched the series. I don't watch that series, but I watched another one. I, I watched it, another little documentary about it, though. It is really good. I've watched it. I, I liked it for what it was. Now, is, is it like a dramatization or is it a documentary? No, it's not a documentary. It's a... What's it called? Where Docudrama. Yeah. So it's not real. Well, it is. It's pretty accurate, but it doesn't follow a chronological, like it starts when he's getting arrested and just kind of takes you back and forth. Takes you back and forth in a sort of chronological way until, you know, the very end. But um, it's very well done. Um, Evan Peters, is that his name? The actor. Very good job, I thought, playing Dahmer. Um, yeah, it was. You should check it out. Oh, so they had, because it's a, a docudrama, they actually have actors playing the parts of these people. Yes. It's not clips mm -mm. from no. 
No, I, I think oh. they had a clip of the uh, that Mrs. Cleveland who called nine one one when he um, uh, he had had that kid, that fourteen year old kid who escaped. I think they actually had that call, the actual call in that show. But uh, yeah, everybody's actors playing a part. Wow. Yeah. So one of the victims' sister, I heard like a little interview between her and him. I guess it was in the courtroom. I'm not sure. Um, and she wanted to know why. He said he just he liked the way he looked. Yeah, he said he liked the Chippendales type muscular build of, of men. Um, Who doesn't? <laughs> <laughs> Eric, I don't know. It's kind of a bizarre thing. But, you know, I mean, uh, the, the weird part to me was how methodical and how smart he was. Like, he's a very smart, smart guy. What, I mean, is he smart, or are we just dealing with a whole bunch of lazy people that don't want to don't want to look into it? <laughs> I'm pretty sure that he was. Well, I, I think he was average, from what I under, understood. Like he he could he got away with drinking at high school for three years, and and nobody and, and, and nobody, in the military, yeah, nobody. <laughs> well, how many times were it? the cops called on him, and um, he would get out of it? He got pulled over uh, once and got had, out of had it. Had a had a body. In the bags, yeah. in his back seat. Yeah, told him he was just, I, I just had so, a rough day, needed to get out of the house, and I was just going to take the trash to the dump. So let's think about this, though. What almost all serial killers prey upon people who people don't necessarily report missing, or, you know, it's a lot of times it's prostitutes, or in this case, it was people who already live in a, a certain lifestyle that has a good deal of. It was a high minority area that he was he was living in. Yeah, uh, a lot of immigrants and a, a lot of uh, people of African descent living uh -huh. there. Yep, and also uh, the the prevailing attitude of of homosexuality at the time. At the time, yes. yeah, yeah. I mean, well, I mean, it was like so, in the eighties, seventies, so and late seventies and early eighties. The thing so. about the show is, is they really tried to push it off, like. This is what he was doing. Like he targeted these people for this reason. I don't know yeah, that that was the I, case. I think, that I think just, it had to do with where he lived and his the places he was going. Yeah, that's that was what was available to him. Right, he was preying on what was available right. to him because he lived in a. When I mean, even though if he was living in Southern Ireland, I'm certain it would have been you know Irish people, uh, you know that he was <laughs> preying upon. So where where was it he lived? I know they, he moved out. Oh, it was Milwaukee. Yeah. He moved out of Ohio. Right. And then moved to, I guess, Milwaukee because his grandmother was there. Mm -hmm. Right? Yep. They pawned him off on grandma. Well, but see, even grandma wasn't really excited about him being there oh, because of Poor the, grandma, man. I mean, She's just right? trying to live out the rest of her days She's and like, peace. She's like, what the hell, man? What the hell? Fruit loop What's the stink yeah. in my house, you know? Well, it's just some meat that went bad. <laughs> he crushed up. <laughs> bones of somebody and then like went out in the yard and did like a like a pinwheel like and just threw the bones all the way around like this and just scattered the bones all in her yard or somebody's yard just yeah they're they're talking about his first victim was that a hitchhiker mm -hmm. and that podcast i listened to like talking about it, it was the guy explaining 
just the setting up the scene of the shirtless hitchhiker walking down the road. Mm-hmm. He sounded like he was kind of into it. I don't know. It was it was really <laughs> weird, really cringy. But uh, yeah, just um, just stops and asks this dude. Is this, they were both like nineteen or twenty, and just randomly asks this dude if he wants to go hang out with them. Travis, how many times has just some random dude come up to you and say, "Hey, you want to come to my house and okay. hang out and drink some beers?" Like but. some. <laughs> It was in the 1970s. I like the way you, like the way you interceded before he could answer, because you weren't, you weren't going to like the answer that he no, gave me. No. It was the 1970s. 70s, 90s, okay. 2000s, It's 2022. How many hitchhikers do you see? Yeah, dudes don't do that. Dudes don't. Hey, hey, guys. That looks like a nice football game you got going there. Can I join in? You just don't do that. I mean, do you want to get in my car and go ride with me? And drink beers? Well, I think hitchhikers was more of a thing, definitely in the 70s and maybe late early, 70s. But this 80s. kid was going to a a concert. Um, and from what I understand, Dahmer acted like he was going to go there too. But it's like, hey, you just want to stop and drink or whatever. Oh, okay. And I, that kid probably was like, free beer. Yeah, he's like, okay. I don't know. So yeah, he goes there. Right. I, mean, I, I know a lot of people hitchhike back then and stuff. I guess yeah, it's, yeah. Just, it's hard to, for us to put that. Yeah, in, in this day and age, there's no way. There's like, no nobody hitchhikes, yeah. and we're all like, I mean, you go to Walmart and you're like watching your family members because looking there's, left and right. Yeah, yeah, there's somebody in that Walmart that's casing people down. You know, that makes Jeffrey Dahmer look like Walt Disney. That's bizarre, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure how. Have you been to yeah. Walmart lately? Uh, no, they burned it down. So. Yeah. <laughs> you would have liked to burned. Yeah, it was burnt down. I mean, we do have other Walmarts, but ugh. So what makes what do you think makes this Jeffrey Dahmer so much more exciting, I guess? Because there's been other serial killer shows that's come out. And uh, what's the fascination with him? He I'll tell you what my, I'll tell you what mine is about it, but well, I think there's there's others that eat people too. Who? Who was the guy that Blind Melon sang that song about? I'll make the shoehorn out of your skin, make a lampshade of dirt. Gosh, of skin. what was his name? He says he says it like this is a song about. Yeah, it's it is about somebody. I wish you had was it um, giving me a heads up. The Zodiac Killer. No, we can look it up. Hey man, this stuff comes from the hip. <laughs> yes, <laughs> just look up. Uh, Shape it, by man. I, I want to say it's Ed somebody, but I can't remember. Yeah, his. you're right. It's Ed something. I don't know. But did he eat people? I don't know. I don't know, but he made stuff out of their skin. Skin. Is that what Silence of the Lambs was um, taken from? That I don't know. Ed Ginn was the name of that killer. Okay. What was he popular for? Oh, okay. And going back to your original question, Melissa. Yes. Why don't we? Same why one. Do, why don't we know Same about? Same guy, Ed Ginn. Why don't we know about Ed Ginn? Why? I don't know. We, we're, we're, we're talking about some B-side Blind Melon song. That's the only reason why we know him is some B-side Blind Melon song. I loved that Blind Melon. I liked Blind <laughs> Melon. Yeah, man, I'm here to I tell you. I was all about I, Blind I Melon. I liked Blind Melon. I don't yeah. care what anybody says. I got people that like So Ed Ginn was also, like, he lived in Plainfield, Wisconsin. And uh, does Wisconsin have like are that is that the hub for serial serial killers? That's the people who live in Wisconsin make serial killers. Maybe so. 
It might be in huh. the cheese. He was uh, he was declared unfit to stand trial, though. Did he eat somebody? Okay, so it says, oh, that's a different guy. I don't know. It says Gary Heidnick was a serial killer whose crimes would become the inspiration for Buffalo Bill. And there's a book called Silence of the Lambs, the true story of Gary Heidnick. But then up here, it says Ed Ginn's behavior inspired numerous books and movies, notably three of the most influential horror filler, horror thriller films ever made. See, maybe you're you're saying it right now as people's fascination with horror and being scared and the next thrill and the next fright. He was from Plainfield, Wisconsin. And I guess we just have a whole new generation of those people that are, you know, younger and are looking for the next horror, the next thrill, the next uh, maybe shock. Yeah, I don't think Ed Yen ate anybody. It looks like he only killed, was only convicted of killing two people, um, seven suspected, and nine corpses mutilated from desecrated graves. So he would dig people up and use their body parts to make things. Oh, that's things. perfectly acceptable, man. <laughs> Is I'm, it? I'm so sorry that I mentioned him in the same uh, you know, sentence is, is Dahmer. I don't think he ate anybody. But yeah, what But that's I mean, who that song was. Yeah. I think to me, a lot of these serial killers, they, they continue to lie, you know, like like they don't always know how many people they killed, but and they're usually I think they're all mental. There's something not right, obviously. Oh, you think? Anybody that's doing this stuff right. But with Jeffrey Dahmer from everything I understand, he knew he was doing wrong the whole time and he couldn't stop himself. And he wanted to talk about it, but he didn't know how to like, what do you do when you have these implants? Who can you tell? Hey, I'm, I really want to do this. Like, how do you do that? Like, how does somebody like that even get help? So, and and they said that after that first hitchhiker that he killed, there was a big span in there where he tried to go to college. That didn't work. He tried to go into the army. He was in the army for a second. They bounced him out. They bounced him out of the army. Did you hear what he did in the army? What? He was part of the medic team. And so he learned. He was a combat medic. Yes. He learned about like. Anatomy. Anatomy. Wow. Yep. And his dad was, um, so or his, is. His dad was a chemist. And showed him One how. thing I want to bring up is in the show, they make it like they stop together and would get roadkill and dissect it. But, but in that, real life. It was Dahmer's idea. Well, from what I understand. It was Jeffrey's idea. And dad was like, oh, we can do this together. Well, yeah, but I think, I don't think that, I think his dad showed him how to preserve things but i don't think they actually dissected things together yeah i I, this is what the way i kind of understand it is or i heard it that they couldn't get this kid interested in anything right he didn't like to do he was very solitary he liked to kind of play games that had set rules and stuff he didn't like to but at this point in time he said that he was interested in bones and seeing bones and collecting bones and dad as a scientist thought well maybe he has an interest in science and this is something we can do together and uh as fruity and weird as it may sound they were you know uh he showed his dad actually showed him how to make up the 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 solution solution to to melt the flesh right the bones and everything right so and they said that he that was a lesson he never forgot right thanks dad 
I don't think his dad was thinking that it was. I thought his I I took it out. His dad was thinking. His dad was trying to connect with him. Right. Yeah. He this yeah, is yeah. like a bonding moment, and this would be good for Jeffrey to learn. And it almost sounded like he, you know, he had some some like well, I don't that's want to call them mental issues because it wasn't really like it was it was like ADD or ADHD before that was the buzz word or whatever you yeah, know right. like he had something going on well that's the thing his dad blamed Dahmer's mom his ex-wife because she was on all kinds of medication and she was depressed a lot stayed in bed all the time stayed in bed all the time so whenever she was pregnant with Dahmer um she was on a lot of medication so he thought this happened before you know while she was in the womb now Dahmer Grew up mostly an only child until he was what I don't know what age. He did have a brother. He did have a brother later, but I'm saying like he was for a while he was an only child and having to deal with his parents bickering all the time. They actually let him name yeah the brother because they wanted him to feel involved in all. Um, And I think they were relatively close. And then it was weird because his his dad moved out into an apartment. Yeah. And then his mom and the younger son, David, left. Left. Yeah. And so he was living there on his own. And it wasn't for months, I guess, that the dad suddenly realized what happened to your mom, you know? Right. So it sounded to me like that yeah, yeah. the family structure was broken from the very, like it didn't work right. Months later, dad comes home from the little motel he's been living in for, I don't know, like 10 months or something. Yeah. Pushes open the door. House is covered in liquor bottles. <laughs> stinks to high heaven. Mm-hmm. And uh, hey, yeah, so where, where are your, where's your mom and your brother? Mm-hmm. They left. <laughs> They're yeah. gone. Then dad moves back in and tries to like get him back on. The right path yeah, again. Then that's that's where he tried college and then tried the army. Got bounced out of the army. He lived down in Miami for a minute, and then he came back, uh, you know, home. And uh, he said when he was like living down in maybe it was Miami that he gets propositioned at the he used to hang out in the library. Oh yeah, yeah. And, some guy, you know, propositions him. And and this was, ten, you know, like 10 years after he had killed the first person. Yeah. And he was trying to stop. Yeah. And they, he said he didn't because yeah. he right. was just like, nobody's going to pull me away right. from this. I'm going to do the right thing. I didn't, but, you know, whatever happened. Uh, so that note kind of sparked it, but he didn't He didn't act on that. But, yeah. But it kind of made him compulsive about it. Yeah. So he goes home, and that's when... They pawn him off on gra- poor old grandma. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what in the world? Does anybody know, like, grandma must have been in her 60s or 70s when he moved in with her. Wouldn't you think? Yeah, yeah. And he got he had a job at, at like, a food processing plant that was, like, a chocolate factory or something like that. Yeah, he had a couple of jobs. He had a job as a butcher for a while. I thought he worked for the potato chip Lay's or something like that. I don't think so. And then he worked for a chocolate factory, and he worked at a blood plasma place yeah, or something. Plasma. I'm not real sure on the timeline, based on like the movie. That's the most fresh thing I think I've seen on it. So I'm not because it jumped around so much. I'm right. not exactly sure what the timeline was, but at some point he worked at a butcher or a deli, and um, yes, in a chocolate factory. That whole anatomy thing coming back. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, like this. It's pretty desensitized to seeing 
that stuff. Yep. And so he started pulling these people either off the street or out of the out of the bars he would hang out in, or or the uh, the they said he would go to the bathhouse. There's a bathhouse that he would go to. Okay. And, and they said for like a long time like he was like drugging people right. in the bathhouse yes. and people were complaining we gotta talk about <laughs> to, the bath, to the bathhouse police right. <laughs> is there a police we gotta talk about the bathhouses because down here I don't know that we have bathhouses uh, yeah and I I don't understand what this means like what don't y'all have tubs at home <laughs> I don't know they're like saunas and stuff I think and I don't know like I think they're well I think bathhouses have been around since yeah Rome oh yeah. no kidding but I thought they were gone, like when the Roman Empire. I bet you, know, you could no, find a bathhouse no. if you looked for a bathhouse, probably closer than you Let's think. Let's look. I think it's Let's a, see. It, I, I think it's doubt a, you'll find it on. I think it's a northern. <laughs> it may be. I don't phenomena. Know. I don't know. Is what? that is that what they're called? I mean, I, I they may have another name. I don't know. I don't know anything about them as you do, but there's saunas and hot tubs and all that kind of stuff. And rooms, like private rooms. Okay. We have them in Atlanta. I figured. It's called a flex spa. Next podcast, field trip. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know. We'll go to the bathhouse. They, they're calling them wellness centers. Mm. Is that like a... I don't know. I don't even know if it's the same thing. There's a <laughs> sauna, sweat house, infrared sauna. Anyway, I wouldn't go to any anything no. like that. No kidding. <laughs> <laughs> like, what in the world? So, yeah, he was drugging people and those things and got kicked out. So then he had to go to bars and discos. And I didn't think discos were still a thing in the... I guess well, they were in the 80s. So I printed up this thing about, like, his biography or whatever. And it says that he um, met people That's at weird. the gay bars. What? That I printed it? Yeah. Why? So he's like, you're obsessed. <laughs> no, it's because I can't remember everything and I needed to have it written in front of me. If it helps I you sleep at notes. night, that's fine. If that's what I could have you... taken notes. I do like taking notes. Um, anyway, it said gay bars, malls, and bus stops. Who hangs out at a bus stop? People waiting on the bus. It's true. Thanks. I have a weird echo in my mic tonight. Yeah, this everything is kind of weird. Have you heard? And I wonder if it's the fan. I don't know. Well, normally the fan's on, isn't it? Yeah, I don't know what it is. There's like a either. weird echo in my headphones. Do you have it? It's just a different sound. It's kind of a weird. What it's a fan. We are. Did we just do this whole entire thing and we're not being recorded? No, we're recording. <laughs> oh, it's like, what in the world? I quit. Yeah. His his sign, like whenever he would have somebody at home, his signal that he needed to, uh, they would always say, well, I got to get home. Whenever they somebody said, I had to get home, that was when he would offer them, oh, one more drink. And right. They would, you know, go out and right. he would. Uh, and I'll have to. Know, so what would he like, roofie it or something? Diddle them. <laughs> So he would make them watch Exorcist 3 or... Yeah, he watched Exorcist 3 all the time. And Return of the Jedi. What? Because of the Emperor. So in the on the cover of that Dahmer thing, he has the yellow contacts in. That was actually a thing he would do, but it's not really mentioned that much in the series. Um, and I forgot what I was going to say because it's what you just said. About being diddled? No. Oh, the the... I have to go thing. 
that's Casey and the Sunshine Band song that they've played throughout that series, that Please Don't Go. I cannot get that out of my head, and it's been like two weeks now. <laughs> I'm not even so certain I know that song. That's funny, though. Um, they play it over and over. Yeah, that was it. And then he had one guy that came back a few times because that guy would never said, hey, I got to go. Mm. Like he would stay with him, and he felt so- like he felt sorry for him, like he didn't want to hurt that guy. I think he ultimately did hurt he him, did. though. Yeah. Isn't that the one that he cut his thigh and ate it? Yeah. There was some, I think the first thing he ate that I, I heard was like a bicep. A bicep. And then he went after his dog. Pounded it with some meat tenderizer and chopped it up and fried it up really nice. Yeah, he tried to eat one. It was too tough, so he had to get figure out how to tenderize it. He went to the it. store. He, he, he stopped what he was doing after he cooked one. Like, this is too tough. Yeah. Went to the store. Like, to me, that was like, whoa. Oh, man, this is tough. I'm going to have to go. What can I get for yeah, meat not, tenderizer? Not like, uh, yeah, this wasn't a good idea. This is awful. No. Uh-uh. How let me see how I better? can make it better. Yeah. Let me see how I can make it better. You put the knife to start flaying the, the bicep off that you think, you know, this isn't going to end well. This, is, <laughs> this isn't good. Or, or you start mixing up that first drink, you know, right. or you hit the guy in the back of the head with the barbell or whatever you do. Right. Like, ah, this is not the... Was that idea. one guy he brought home or not home to a hotel room and he had no intention of killing him and he woke up the next morning and he had that was the second victim smashed that dude's face in and broke his ribs and, and he took that one home in a he had to leave suitcase he left the hotel to go get a suitcase to come back and put him in to take him home so he could never got caught right and then not long after that he did another one in and he couldn't he couldn't dispose, or that might have been the same one. He couldn't dispose of one because the fa- all the family was coming mm. to Grandma's house for Thanksgiving. So it sat down there in the basement for several days. Right. And uh, then he had to get rid of it. Of course, Wisconsin in November probably, probably was cold, cold yeah. enough to keep it from. It wouldn't work down here. Mm-mm. No. <laughs> and. They sent a couple of them. This may have been when he had moved off on his own out of grandma's house. They sent a couple of them that he like kept around, and he would like he'd like go down there and snuggle up to them and yeah. everything. He it, just so grandma found um, his mannequin. His mannequin. Oh, grandma it was just a prank. That's what he told me. He said, it's just a prank. I just it was a silly prank that I pulled at the store. Why does it just, look like a glazed donut? <laughs> Why does it look like a Jackson Pollard painting? Wow. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. So, in this this article. Don't worry, Grandma. I'll hose him off before I take him back to Belks. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, He actually exhumed the bodies that he buried to take out the, the bones and crush the bones and then would get rid of them that way. I don't understand the amount of crushing of bones that you have to do to crush them up so much that he you would just put them in his grandmother's oven. oven. Oh my gosh! And cook them till they were brittle, and then cr- like crush them up. The time involved in this <laughs> is what just blows That's what I'm my telling you. mind. The time methodical, right? Like in this, I got to go, man. Like I, I can't sit around and like. Dissolve flesh or whatever. I this just the time involved. The I guess he didn't think um, the hours. I guess he really didn't like. He was. It almost seemed like he was never worried about being caught. No, 
Like he didn't, that was not ever on his radar. No. Even when the cops pulled him over when it was like, I don't know, midnight or whatever, and he was driving to the. I don't know. I heard an interview where from the very beginning, he was like, I was always waiting for that to be called. I was always, every time I heard sirens, I thought they were, okay, this is it. Like he knew he was going to get caught at some point. He just did what he wanted to do. They said at one point in time, somebody from his, uh, He'd already been arrested for sexual assaulting someone. We'll get to that one. And the police came by to question him because he was on the list. And Mm -hmm. he says, nope, I didn't have anything to do with that. But as he's talking to the police saying, nope, I didn't have anything to do with that. He had like a body dissolving in a vat of (laughs) bleach. Acid. Yeah, Yeah. acid bleach or whatever his concoction was. Okay, so let's let's break this down. Did he have like five-gallon drums or... You know, 50-gallon drums or 80, whatever. They said an 80-gallon barrel was one of his things that he used for mm. boiling and dissolving. But I'm like, he lives in an apartment complex. Where? <laughs> yeah, how did he get he, that in there? I mean, is he just out there on the quad where everybody can look out the window and see this <laughs> fruit out there? I don't like, know. It doesn't, it's so like it just, pieces don't make sense. No. They don't fit together. Uh-huh. Like how did people not, when you go to Ace Hardware and you're like, oh, you don't have any 80-gallon, you know, barrels here, I need one. And they order it for you. You know, I mean, what? How does this happen? Was Home Depot even around back then? No. Home Depot was around back in the 80s. Oh, yeah, in the 80s, I guess. I'm just saying, like, that's not something that is on the store floor to purchase. Yeah, you couldn't Amazon it back then. Well, you, you even the company would have to order it. Yeah, I mean, I guess. Ace he, Hardwares were not big. But... Barrels aren't illegal. So. Yeah. No, they're not illegal. Yeah. But whenever you I order an eighty, places, like there's places you can go to get industrial size. Yeah. You know. I mean, uh, I think even today, if you went and said stuff. you went somewhere to get a, a container like that, nobody would think. think oh, wait a minute. I mean, You're going to probably boil people and dude, my friend, acid. He's a commercial beekeeper. Yeah. You wouldn't believe the amount of containers right. and different size containers and stuff. He's just got like lined around his house, like. I'm, I mean, even Crazies. like most of them are filled with honey and beeswax, but I don't know, maybe one or two out of them. in the yard. Yeah, maybe one or two of them have. Um, you you know, never asked him though. Head and arm. <laughs> you never asked him. <laughs> maybe you should. <laughs> like, yeah. hey, Joe, uh, what do you got in that barrel? Yeah. Would it dissolve in the honey? Well, I don't think you'd put it in honey. No. <laughs> I mean, Dahmer might. Yeah, Dahmer might like make a <laughs> make like, sweeter. Yeah, yeah, yeah make it cure it. Yep. You know, like a rub, a glaze, yeah. honey, honey mm-hmm. baked, biceped. But so the this one kid that he got there, uh, he lured to his house. I think he offered him like like hundred bucks to take pictures, pictures of, him. of him. Yep. And that kid drank the concoction, and uh, he said he had to go. And. Dahmer tried to like keep him there and he just bolted for the door and ran mm-hmm. and he ran to his house and he passed out. And I think he was, uh, he was an Asian kid. Well, that there was an Asian kid that was like 14. That, no, that was but, the kid's brother. That was the kid's that brother. Kid oh, that yes, escaped. yes, sure. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. A couple yep. years later, yep. that was his yep. brother, man. Offered right. him the, lured right. him the same way mm-hmm. to his house. But, yeah, and that they went to the police. They actually went yeah. to the police, and the police didn't really want to deal with them because they were immigrants and right. they didn't really speak like very good English. And they, eh. right. 
and this guy was, you know, was gay and he yeah. please don't want to deal with that. Hey, I'm not gonna go over there. This guy's gonna try to give me AIDS. Send one of the rookies. You know, they're they're not gonna Yeah. That so, was the attitude back then. Yeah, I don't know. And so he was boring holes like in that brother, the one that he killed in his head, the trying brother. to make a sex zombie yeah, so, and inject yeah. an in acid head. into his brain. So that he was he was already on probation. Mm-hmm. Or maybe house arrest, sort some sort mm-hmm. of house arrest. He was on work release later, but yeah, he so he was already on probation, mm-hmm. and they had questioned him. But yeah, he 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 found that his brother in a mall offered him the same deal right, right about there, and that's when he was right. gonna. And that kid, that kid escaped too. He like got out. That was yeah. the kid that got out yeah. and ran. He was, uh, and that's the one that he was fourteen. Out. Yeah, and they, um, the and lady, he had already, oh he lady put, called the police. I hate even like talking about it because the kid ran. The kid got out of the apartment. He runs up the street. Two ladies, you know. Ask him if he's yep. he can't talk, he can't even hardly talk, he can't even hardly walk. He's naked, well, he's, yeah. He's been he'd been drugged and and he'd already injected him with some acid at that point. And Dahmer comes walking around the corner and oh, this is my, my friend, he said he was my boyfriend, and goes walking up. He's he's 20 years old. That lady called the police back and was like, I was just I wanted to follow up on that kid, and they're like, Oh no, it was just a 19 year old lover, can't do anything mm-hmm. about it, mind your own business. Yeah. They said the police were actually there on the spot where people were like, going, hey, hey, you know, right. try, and he's just like, yeah, don't tell me how to do my job. Right. The police actually escorted him home, him and the, the Laotian boy. Good night. Mm. That's bad. That's one thing to eat people, I guess, after you kill them, that's bad enough, but to have sex with them. He keeps them around for a couple of days to... um you know, mm-hmm. fiddle they said, with. They said that not only, like, it wasn't like, like, he would cut holes in the body and have sex with the holes that he cut. So. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, let's stop here for a second. We are talking oh. about this. What, like, what is people's fascination with this deal? Right. Like, are, are we saying something, like, with this that, why are people so, like, it's, I'm squirming talking about it. Right. I was squirming listening to it. Why is everyone so fascinated with this whole deal. I'll tell you why. This is my this is my perspective is that there's there's no more like right from wrong. There's no more morals. We're we're kind of living in the upside down. And so anything that is morally wrong, bad, it is intriguing because we are all skirting like the blurred lines. Yeah. So, you know, there's, there's. I think we've always been fascinated with serial killers and this sort of thing. I think I don't understand really what the fascination is with him so much. There, there, you're right, Travis. But there was always sort of a. It was like a niche group that yeah. was fascinated with it. There's say there's a niche group that likes mountain biking. There's a right. niche group that likes comic books. It never had crossover appeal. Right. This thing has got cross, and there was a niche, you know, true crime people. There's, there's right. always been a niche people that like this stuff, but now it's like a cross. It's like a, 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 it's got crossover appeal. You know, everybody likes it now. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, that's the thing. That's just it's. It, Is it just because it's a Netflix? Like, it's well done. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's on I Netflix. Guess, I guess I don't know. 
I didn't because it's been around for a while, so it just regained its popularity. Yeah. yeah. Well, so was the Zodiac Killer. I mean, there was. Yeah, there's been movies about other yeah. things, but I don't remember anything. It, it didn't. It didn't catch the the right. public's imagination like this thing has to. Maybe it just wasn't as well done. Maybe it right. just didn't have the the marketing behind it. Who knows? I don't know. I don't know, but it's it's definitely. I saw somebody's doing a Wayne Williams one now. So I guess we'll 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 test that. I've heard there was a couple Wayne Williams. Yeah, ones, I've like seen about a couple a documentary year or two ago. But, yeah, yeah. I remember that when I was a kid. Remember every every night at the news at five thirty and mm-hmm. six six and six thirty. It's nine yeah. o'clock. Oh, no, it's seven. It's six thirty. Do you know where your children are? Right. Or and then at night it'd be like it's eleven. It's eleven thirty. Do you know where your children are? Every night. I think that the apartment that um, that he lived in, that he did all of this stuff to these kids, these people in, mm-hmm. they actually they actually burned it or demolished it. They demolished it. it. Like if they, what is that imploding or whatever they do? Like I'm not sure how they did it, but they did remove yeah, the. They, it's and no it's longer still there. Still, just a lot there. They had pressed to have some sort of monument or um, memorial to the victims, but. I think that is almost memorializing the fact that he did it there more uh, yeah, so than, uh, that's, that's than probably the victims. The reason why they didn't do it. Well, it's in this article that I found. It says in '96 that um, after Dahmer had died, a group of Milwaukee businessmen raised more than four hundred thousand dollars to purchase the items that he used to mutilate his victims. Mm. Um, including, you know, saw blades, handcuffs, and a refrigerator. So who would have kept the refrigerator? Um, well, they were worried they, about collectors getting this stuff, so they so got they it demolished and destroyed it. it. They destroyed it all. It, do you remember there's one of them, and this was one of the victims that, like, fought him to a draw? They, like, <laughs> fought until, like, they, neither one of them could. Then they just, like, kind of looked at each other and agreed, okay, you done? Yeah, I'm done. And they just, they fought each other each other to a draw and then the guy got came back more and i think i think that that he wound up getting killed mm. and made it they made his yeah they put his I only his think skull as an altar you know he built his oh yeah he was building it in the middle of building that altar yeah yeah he had a skeleton i saw a sketch and there was like a skeleton on each side and they had like a, a they said there was, was a, a gargoyle in it yeah it was like and then he had a black chair. Everything was diagrammed out of how he was building it, like a black desk. Or and he went to the art store and he bought like off-white paint to like tell people that they were just plastic skulls. Mm. They were just props to like make it look not so real. But he Nuh-uh. said he felt powerful whenever he was. I mean, he was in the middle of constructing it. But he also had this metal box. It was like one of his first victims. He had his skull in a metal box that he took it to work. Oh, and right. Kept, kept it in his locker right. at work and all this kind of stuff. He had, you know, and he was, uh, before he got thrown in jail the first time when he was doing that work release, mm-hmm. I think he had a parole officer that never came to visit him. Mm. Because? They just said, they were just, I guess they claimed, the claim was that they were overworked and they didn't feel like this guy at the for what they had on him, they felt like it wasn't worth their time. Yeah. 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 And he, I don't really understand this. There was one body they never found, but he was convicted for this early, but they never found this dude's body, but they figured it. 
I don't know. They never. There's one of the early victims. They never found the guy's body. They don't know what happened to it. But so I don't know about that. I know in the show they had this guy that moved in, and it shows him talking to him. And I think they made it like he was the victim of Dahmer. But I don't think that was the case. Like this guy, I think was killed by somebody else or something. Mm. Um, you may as well blame Dahmer for it. Yeah, throw it in there. <laughs> I think they did that. Closure. So in the trial, you know, they tried they tried to get him off, like to go into a medical um, or an insane, like a mental institution or whatever, like trying to say that he was insane. And he passed whatever testing that they did. So he was not, he was not ever declared insane. He actually, like, even sat on the stage, uh, on the stand or whatever, and said that he wasn't. That he doesn't know why he did all of these things. That he, like, had these dark thoughts or whatever. But that he was lucid during all of it. He yeah. knew what he was doing. Um, and... When he was in prison, he wanted to be baptized. Mm-hmm. They actually called some priest or preacher or whoever to baptize him because he didn't want to die without so, being baptized. So he, I think, had been kind of brought up going to his grandmother's church and whatnot. Yep. And yeah, when even through the whole thing, he's like, you know, when I did, I knew it wasn't right, but I couldn't stop myself. Etc. Etc. And claimed through the whole thing that he, you know, he knew exactly what he was doing, and wanted the electric chair, and didn't get it. They gave him nine hundred. Yeah, like years. it was forever. How <laughs> instead? How many years was it? It's like nine hundred. Doesn't it? I thought it said so, sixteen life terms, whatever a life term is. So he actually thought he was like equal with the devil, and he couldn't. He didn't know if he was born that way or if or what, or if the devil took over him. But he was convinced he was evil. But when he went to prison, I guess somebody had told him that, you know, you could repent. And so he did. He got a, a preacher, I don't know what denomination or whatever. and, and Just says s- local pastor. Supposedly got saved and, and wanted to be baptized and was baptized on the same day that John Wayne Gacy was Executed, and there was a solar partial solar eclipse the same day, which was really odd. Well, the there's some interview with the um, one of the guards in the prison, and he was like he was well liked in the prison. That all everybody was like, "Hey, JD, how you doing? Hey, well, where are you going?" Well, he was in solitary confinement for a long time, and I think. He wanted to be into in uh, the general population because I think he wanted to die. I, I actually think he, well, he did. thought there was no way. Yeah, at that point in time, I'm just perfectly willing to let prison shower justice <laughs> run its course. Well, I mean, they said that a guy named Scarver is um, the one who had brutally beaten him with a prison prison weight room barbell, metal bar, or whatever. So he taunted the um, prisoners with, like, his food and stuff. He'd make it into like body parts or whatever. And seriously, yeah. So he, I th- it, it seemed like he might have even been trying to provoke some sort of. Well, I guess it worked. Mission accomplished. Right. Which was pretty ironic that he got beat with a. That was piece the first of thing. Gym equipment, like yeah. a barbell or something, that which was, was the, the first, first thing he yeah. used. Wow. 
Mm-mm-mm. Uh, it says that about the fashioning severed limbs from prison food. Jeez. So the guy that did it, he was just uh, fed up with them, or was it kind of like I shot Jesse James type of thing? Well, that's no, what they was, were. They he were, said he was just he couldn't take it anymore. That's mm-hmm. what they were worried about when they took him out of isolation is that somebody was going to target him to make a name for themselves, the prison officials and everyone else. But from what I understand, I'm no. It's like everybody else, right? Like we watch. I watch a series on Jeffrey Dahmer, then all of a sudden I'm an expert. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> right. right. So it but. says that um, Dahmer and Anderson, whoever uh, Jesse Anderson was. They killed both of them. He killed they both were. of them. They both were taunting him. And um, he said that he, he confronted Dahmer about his crimes before beating the two men to death. And he also claimed, this is Scarver that claimed this, that, that the was, prison guards allowed, they just walked away. Yeah, they, I mean, I don't, I don't know that, but I think it was the, the series that showed them, them just kind of walk away. So they kind of allowed it to happen, it seems. But uh, that Scarver guy was, I think he claimed to be Jesus. He thought he was a, a vessel of God to come and, and take care of people like Jeffrey Dahmer. He, yeah. Oh, this is a bizarre piece of information. It said in 2012, his childhood home in Bath, Ohio, where he committed his first murder, um, it was on the market, and its owner, musician Chris Butler, stated the property would make a great home as long as the buyer could get past the horror factor. In March 2016, Butler put the house up for rent for $8,000 for the week of the Republican National Convention. Mm. <laughs> and you know there's like people out there that would just love to stay there. Yeah. Yeah. That are just Okay, so I mean, just like any any house that has been um like been used for movies, like the Stranger Things house is is local, the one that um, It's in Riverdale or something too. No, it's Fayetteville. There's one Riverdale one. Hmm. Oh, I didn't hear about that. They they actually put it on the market. It's been on the market. I don't know if it was sold, and it was on six acres or something in Fayetteville. And um, what about the house from the Christmas story that was mm-hmm. in Ohio? Mm-hmm. And somebody from California bought the house and made it a it, museum or something. Yeah, put it back into the Christmas story, made it look like, you know, it looked in the movie. But I mean, I don't really know what you do at Jeffrey Dahmer's house, but yeah. maybe they should have thought about um, tearing it down. Yeah. I mean, that's just, could you imagine? I don't know. But you're talking about taunting the prisoners. Do you remember, y'all remember about three years ago, there was a, there was a guy taunt. He was a sex offender in the general population. They were in the TV room and he was taunting the other ones by, he was watching Disney channel or something. He mm-hmm. was turning around looking at them and, and somebody said, are, are we just going to let this happen? Mm-hmm. And one guy who happened to have been a cellmate says, no, we're not. I got this. And he jumps up and just, uh, yeah, beats the guy, beats that guy to death Mm. with a chair, I think. Mm. And then as he's going to turn himself in, he bumps into another sex offender who's just coming around the corner. (laughs) And that guy's got a cane and he takes the cane away from that guy, beats that guy to death. And then he goes to turn two in one day, just, just a target of opportunity. I was like, wow. Wow. Man, just, uh. 
Already, already in trouble. And he told him, he's like, yeah. do not move this guy into my cell. I don't want this guy near me. I don't want him in my cell. Right. And he just, you know, and they managed did it anyway. him. He managed him, took care, took care of business, took the trash out right there. So. I don't know. That's just. Yeah. I mean, you're going to prison, man. You're, you're locked up with the most, yeah, the most dangerous, depraved people in the world. So it's, uh, it's not a fun place to be. Yeah, Seems know. like prison would be okay with Delmer, but I guess no, <laughs> no. I'm sure he thought that this was not not the good place for him. Not many discos in prison, I guess. No. Although bath there houses. is, there's a know. nice bathhouse. So I had I had heard on um, that one podcast that I was listening to that that he did he didn't want to be um, the doer. He wanted it to be the one done, I guess. No, I, I think he, you have that backwards. He wanted to be the doer, mm-hmm. not the one done. Right. Okay. Yeah. That's, a top. He didn't want to be a bottom. He was a top. Right. I guess. I don't know. Like, he was very, very adamant about what was going to happen. I still, I guess, back to the whole... Um, control. I mean, control. he wanted to control everything. Yeah. And uh, he realized he couldn't get that. Where the was he getting all these sleeping pills that he mixed up these drinks with? I don't, I don't even know what a sleeping pill is. I don't even know how you get a sleeping pill. And it seems like the pharmacy would be like, hey, man, you're taking an awful lot of sleeping pills. Yeah. So I was thinking, like when he was living with his grandmother, I wonder if he took some of her drugs. Mm, that could be it. Or he might be getting them. I don't know. I, I don't remember what he was using. There was a reference to it, but I don't remember what it was. And they made that reference when I think he was in the army, like he was learning some of the chemistry, like, the drugs that, and they said that this did this, but and he's his like, "Dad oh. was a chemist, yeah." So I'm sure that you can make whatever. I don't think this was made. Was, I mean, I don't know whether he bought bought it on the street or if he had a. I mean, he may have had a pers. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, if he had a prescription for something like that, just take a couple out. It was, it was only 17 people, so you'd have enough to do. I guess. I don't know. It is definitely um, bizarre and bad that the podcast I listened to said um, one of the police went in when they first went into his home or apartment or whatever and opened up the freezer and there was a skull looking Mm. back like must have had the skin still on it or whatever in the freezer and um the police officer like it caught him off guard he screamed so much he didn't know he was the one screaming Mm. because he was like it scared him he thought somebody else was screaming Mm. until he realized that that noise was coming from him (laughs) that i mean what if what a like how you could just be overcome with all of that at the still you know you open it up and there's this thing like can you imagine seeing right what all that is and I wonder if we put them in Tupperware you know like shaved off some leg meat and put it in a Tupperware and labeled it you know how you so do? He, he let those two cops in when he got caught um that guy brought the cops back and they went into his apartment to get the key for the handcuffs. And they're, he just lets them in, tells them where the key is. They go into the drawer, and it was the same drawer that had all the Polaroids of he, people dismembered and other stuff 
that he had taken the photos of. So he knew. It was the 80s. They didn't want to catch age. They wanted to get out of there. <laughs> yeah, but he knew at that time he was going to get caught as soon as they walked in. He had the prevailing attitude at the time. No, but they didn't even, like, there was no, oh, let's go check this guy out. They just automatically assumed it was. Well, they didn't have a warrant. that He didn't have to let him in. He could be like, oh, I'll go get the key. I'll be right back and went and got it. And no doubt, but it's not like because I mean he invited them in. Once he invited them in, yeah, no, I know have, that's that's my point. Is like he was fine about getting caught at that point because he wouldn't have let them in. There was one point in time where he had body parts in a box, and then Dad walks in, and uh, Dad is like he had just recently killed this, and Dad walks in and sees the box. He says, what's in the box, son? And he's like, there's nothing in the box. He says, none of your business, dad. Leave me alone. I'm almost 30 years old. And he's like, no, it is my business. This is my house. And uh, he kind of gets his dad away. And then he has to work fast. He does something with that body. Then he t- then dad is like, comes back and is like, I demand to know what's in that box. He's okay, dad, there's, there's, there's pornography in there. Right. And he's like, they op- open it up and sure enough, Jeffrey had filled it with <laughs> pornography. And that's like, oh, okay, whatever. And he closes the box. But that's going back to your thing. It's it's that whole off-putting, yeah. really, you don't want to deal with that. You find something like that. It just yeah. creeps you out. Okay, right. okay, whatever. It's a, whatever. Right. We'll see you. Bye. Just do it behind closed doors. Yeah, I don't want to know. Right. And back then, in the 70s and 80s, things like that were Well, that was at the behind. height of the AIDS epidemic, too. It's yeah. all behind closed doors. People didn't want to hear that. People didn't understand. Right. They, People didn't was, understand the gay community. They didn't understand AIDS or right. anything like that. Right. They didn't want to catch it. Right. And nobody, yeah, it was kind of like COVID it, when, it, when yeah. it first came out. Nobody knew exactly nobody how it was. It. Yeah. Right. So, yeah, I mean, there's reference in that show where the one of the cops came in at one of the points where they, I think when they brought that 19-year-old, the 14-year-old back, and they were like, Ugh, I need a shower or something, because he, he just felt yeah like, I don't know. I guess it was that whole attitude at that time. Yeah. Hey guys, how was he found? Something I do not know is how, what, what brought him to justice? How did he get caught? Right. How did he get caught? So that last victim, I forget his name. And uh, yeah, he, so many of them, it's hard to keep. It was the last one. He escaped and he found some police officers and brought him back to the apartment and that he had a handcuff on him because he'd handcuffed that guy. So they came back. And he was telling them, the cops, he's trying to kill me. And they're just coming to get the, the handcuff off, the key to the handcuff, because theirs didn't fit the handcuff. So that's that's when he went in. That They said, do you have the key? And he's like, yeah. And he said, do you mind if we come in? I don't know if that's exactly the way it is. That's what the series said. I don't know what the actual, I don't know. I mean, it was, it was pretty accurate, but there was some discrepancies. But according to the series, which makes me a, a you know. An expert. An expert. They came wow. in. He he let them come in, and um, actually opened that drawer, and it had those photos and everything else. So, you know, as they were getting the key, the cop picks up the photos in the show, looks through them, and says, "Cuff him." He was standing behind them. Like if he wanted to knock these two dudes over the head, he had the opportunity to do it. But he knew he was caught at that point. He didn't give up. He didn't try to resist or anything. He just knew that was the end of it. And I think he was relieved about it because he knew it wasn't right. <laughs> He just couldn't stop it. Good night. He couldn't stop that compulsive and those impulses when they came. So and did they ever find him criminally insane? or No. They did not. No. They tested him. And he did not. He, 
he was he is not criminally insane. He and knew exactly what he was doing. Yes, he knew he knew exactly what he was doing. And he knew that it was wrong. And I think that's part of it when somebody it's a pretty mm-hmm. narrow from what I understand, it's a pretty yes. narrow like it's hard to plead insanity. Yes. Like they, you have to meet all those criteria to actually be insane yes. or everybody would do it and claim it and right. get sent to a mental institution. I think there's only two ways from what I understand about. But, um, yeah, I think he wanted to get caught, which is what this is. This is why this one is so fascinating to me, because I feel like he did these things. He knew they were wrong. He kind of wanted it to get caught, kind of wanted it to end, knew that he couldn't stop these impulses and actually wanted to die for it. And kind of, I think, maybe possibly saw that through. Like, he knew something was wrong with him and he couldn't fix it. So, in that series, he tried to talk to his dad. He's like, I, I keep thinking about these. I need to talk to you about this, some stuff. That, and his dad just, like, brushes it off. Hmm. And it's like, who do you talk to about that? You know, I want to have, I want to eat people. Like, who do you talk to about that without getting, you know, you lose all your freedoms and <laughs> everything else. Rightfully so, but who wants to give up that stuff, you know? Back then, you say that and people take, you know, you're taken seriously to an extent or whatever. And you know, let's, let's pretend like he didn't kill anybody. Yeah. He just went to somebody. Yeah. You're either, you're, you're kind of put away in a, in a nut house or, you know, like a, yeah, or, or, or categorized or, as somebody just looking for attention. Now <laughs> you're just put on. They try to explain it away, and you're put on all these medications yeah. and everything. Right. Right. So I don't know. I don't know if there is any help for somebody like that. You know, like, even if he had asked and even if he had gotten, I don't know that it was anything anybody could do. Yeah. Was there anything? Any- other than lock somebody up. And you can't lock somebody up before they commit a crime. <laughs> I mean, I guess if you're insane. but It's not like it's Tom Cop or anything. Well. <laughs> <laughs> what was that dumb movie? There was some kind of movie where you could go and. You know, I don't know. Arrest people before they committed the crime. Oh, um, Skynet. Was yes. it Skynet? I don't I can't even remember. Well, we've uh, we 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 did devolve into true crime. Yep. On this episode, but we we didn't. At least we didn't devolve into uh, poop. Oh, you just brought it up. Hear it. <laughs> <laughs> That's one thing that we never like. We never heard anything about was his poop. That like what. So if he was eating, could you imagine just the... Well, I don't know what you're... When you eat certain things, then you're like, if you eat all junk food. I'm sure it was just like eating meat. Just, Are you sure? Yeah, just meat farts. So let's talk about cannibalism because I think there is, um, you know, there's cultures where cannibalism is, is actually a thing. It's what you do. I don't know so much anymore. Anymore, like when did it stop? I mean, it's how do you know what these tribes that are out in the middle of nowhere that don't have any, you know, contact with the outside world? How do you know what they're doing? Cannibalism was a thing for sure. I mean, in certain tribes, and it, you know, was socially acceptable in those tribes. But who was the unlucky person that drew the bad straw? I don't know. I don't know how they found people, right. So if if cannibalism was a thing or is a thing that obviously it's it's not 
mainstream. It's not what we do, but people want to eat. I don't know. How do you, how do you, like, you can't go to the store. I don't know what you're saying. I don't know where you're going. So if he had this aversion to eat people, eat. He didn't have an aversion to eating people. He loved eating people. That's not an aversion. An aversion would be like, he had an aversion to chicken. Okay. If he, had, <laughs> if he liked to eat meat. He had an aversion uh, to people. Veganism. Yeah. Speaking of, I wonder if, is Jeffrey Dahmer PETA approved? <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> Like he, he didn't eat animals. Yeah, so. <laughs> Is that like veganism? Yeah, I mean. What would it be called? I don't know. Like if, it, I don't know. Yeah, he didn't eat animals. He was eating people. How, do, how does that, those groups view eating people? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. The, just like the, it was bad that he killed people. No doubt. Yeah, if you could eat people without killing them, maybe that would be okay. That's what I'm saying. Like, if the cannibals, you know, in these, you know, unknown tribes, they're doing it. So it's okay? Nope, not saying it's okay. I'm just saying, like, I don't know. I don't know what I'm saying. It just seems, it just seems like, you know, now now you can go to the grocery store and find um, emu meat or whatever kind of meat. Right. You know, so I don't know where you're, what you're saying. You want to find people meet somewhere? Hey, no, I'm saying we got monkey. <laughs> well, what's the difference between them making all this uh, genetically grown food in labs? I guess because you're not killing people. Okay, I said the part about him, <laughs> but killing you can't people. have the meat unless you're farming it out and just taking limbs. You think that's okay? No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to be like, you, you know, the other side of the coin here. Hmm. I, I, th- I don't think this coin has a third side. Think about the jogger that didn't get, you know, attacked. Like that guy could have been right. one of Jeffrey Dahmer's victims. He happened and to he, take the day off. And it was, it was ne- a, and he an upper body even, day. Doesn't even know. <laughs> right. Has no clue that the shark swam right past right. him. And I've heard that Jeffrey Dahmer's brother actually changed his name, and nobody even knows where he lives now. He went no part of that. Good instincts. <laughs> Did his mom pass away or something? I don't know. I think his dad's still alive, isn't mm-hmm, he? I think so. I think his dad even um, visited him in prison. I know he kept he kept a skull and a wiener of one of the victims. <laughs> kept his wiener and a skull. Yeah. So, um, not just one. It said jars. Skulls and jars containing genitalia. Wieners. Lots. Lots. The plural. The plural. He could have got a job with HBO because they're obsessed with wieners. (laughs) (laughs) They kind of are. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Obsessed with wieners HBO is. (laughs) You've just called them out. Now we're going to get a phone call like tomorrow from one of the... Whatever. I'm not the toughest guy in the world. I'm not, but I don't think there's anybody at HBO that could whoop my ass. <laughs> <laughs> I would be willing to bet on <laughs> That's Jeffrey Dahmer, everybody. <laughs> See you next week. Yeah, so I guess really is, um, you know, we all should, uh, you know, have some sort of good code to go off of and uh, don't kill people. That's pretty much it. Quit making that show such a success. Yeah, seriously. (laughs) Are y'all going to watch? Y'all going to watch, aren't you? Aren't you going to watch it? 
No. <laughs> You're not going to watch it? No. Oh. It's, it's like, it was disturbing for me to listen to it, and it's like disturbing for me to talk about it. Just I just need a shower now. Well, the great, grateful that we didn't get into, like, a lot of, you know, detail. Well, y'all going to be back here next week? I thought you had a point to make. We kind of made it earlier okay. in the podcast. Oh, what was the point? About America's sickness and being into this uh, whole Jeffrey Dahmer mm. phenomena. 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 Well, we're going to have so, to come up with something good next week, I guess. That's what I'd ask what we're talking about, but we don't know. I don't know, but we'll be playing some podcasts. All right. We do like playing podcasts. I hope y'all like listening to our podcast. If you do, like and share us. Good night, y'all. Follow. See you later. Bye-bye.